It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been thinking about and learning lately, and I will do this every single week. First of all, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. I hope you had a great time. And this is the time of year where we typically decide that things will be different than they were before. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. We all have goals, dreams, aspirations that we want to see happen in our lives, and that's wonderful. One of the things that many people don't realize, however, is that to achieve something different, you have to become someone different. The level of thinking that got you where you are will not necessarily take you where you want to be next. So, what do you have to learn? Who do you have to become? And who do you have to surround yourself with in order to make that happen? So think about those things as you plan your new year. I promise it will make a difference. And I'll say those things one more time. What do you have to learn? Who do you have to become? And who do you need to surround yourself in order to make your aspirations come true? Think about that. And with all this in mind, I do want to introduce my very special guest this week. My guest is Aaron Walker. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Aaron Walker is without question a veteran entrepreneur. He started his first business at 18 years old, and nine years later, he sold one of his businesses to a Fortune 500 company. This demonstrates Aaron's passion for success, and he was unwilling to rest on his past success. In fact, he started, bought, and sold eight successful companies over the past 36 years. Having a strong desire for personal development has kept Aaron in a weekly mastermind group for more than a decade with Dave Ramsey, Dan Miller, Ken Abraham, and seven other notable people from his town of Nashville. Aaron has enjoyed a 35-year marriage with his beautiful wife, Robin, and today he spends the majority of his time helping men grow in success and significance as president and founder of View from the Top, which is a premier life and business coaching resource. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And with all that in mind, here is my very, very special guest, Aaron Walker. Aaron, how are you? Hey, Brian. I'm doing good, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. It is an honor and a privilege to finally have you on my show. We've been talking about this for a little while, and our schedules finally got together. So welcome. Oh, my goodness. What an honor it is to be on your show. Success Profiles Radio is the bomb, man. And so thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. So here's what I usually do first, Aaron. The first question I always ask everyone, and we can take the rest of this first segment to talk about this. Uh, tell us about your background, your backstory, what you learned, what you overcame, basically what got you from where you were to where you are now. And I know that you've had a long, rich, uh, rewarding uh, life so far. Well, we have, but we've had some ups and downs in there. We got, we only have an hour, so I don't know if I can give you 38 years worth in an hour, but I'm going to do my best. Okay. All so right. we'll Sounds back great. up. I'll take you way back, way, way back to I was 13 years old. Wow. My, my dad asked me to help him turn this health club into a pawn shop in Madison, Tennessee. I'm a native Nashvilleian, by the way, been here 
55 years now. I really wow. enjoyed Nashville. Got to see it grow into a real metropolitan city. But at that time, it was small. It wasn't that big. And helped my dad remodel this pawn shop. And at the end of the 90 days, I asked the owner, could I work there? He said, what would you do? I said, I'll do whatever you want. I'll clean up, wipe these showcases off. You name it, I'll do it. And Brian, he hired me on the spot. I said, it's the shortest interview in history. He didn't ask me a single question except what I would do. And I started working there after school and on weekends and fell in love with that business. I was 15 years old, and I decided I wanted to do a pawn shop myself. I wanted to be in that business. So I went to summer school and night school for about 18 months, had enough credits in the beginning of my junior year of high school to graduate. And so I started working full-time each and every day. Met a couple of guys that had a lot of money because I didn't have any. I mean, when I say I didn't have any, I mean, I came from a very, very, very humble background. And so I went to these guys one day and said, listen, let's take your experience and money and business, and we'll take my experience in the pawn shop, and we'll open a pawn shop. And they said, how old are you? (laughs) I said, I'm 18. He said, we've never had anybody 18 years old approach us. I said, well, you know, there's got to be a first time for everything. And so we talked through it, Brian, and they agreed to do it. And so there's a lot of backstory in that. Two weeks out of high school, Robin and I got married, and we went on this venture together. We're soon to celebrate 36 years of marriage. Pretty excited about that. Nice. But our first store was very successful. We worked hard. I mean, we worked like bandits each and every day at night, whatever it took to grow that business. And then we had two little girls, and uh, that was an exciting time of our life. We started putting all the money back into the business, Brian. A lot of people want to up their lifestyle, get a bigger house, shinier car, take bigger trips. And we said, let's put all the money back into the company. And we did. So we grew that company to four stores in about eight years. A company called Cash America came to town there in Fort Worth, Texas, and they're a Fortune 500 company. They were growing through acquisition. They said that startups took too long for them. And They made me an offer, Brian, I couldn't refuse. So I sold out at 27 years old. I was retired. I was finished, I thought. And then 18 months went by, and I discovered that retirement wasn't for me. Yeah. Went went back to work, started another company for a 10-year period, very successful. Had a very tragic automobile accident in 2001, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes if you would like, because it changed the trajectory of my life took off about a five-year period, went in the construction industry for eight years, and I retired at 50. My good friend you mentioned earlier, Dan Miller and Dave Ramsey, encouraged me to coach, and now I have national and international clients, and I facilitate mastermind groups on a weekly basis. And, Brian, I'm having more fun today than I've had in all my businesses put together. That is awesome. I want to go back to something that you mentioned because you mentioned that you sold your company to a Fortune 500 group, but you didn't say yes the first time they asked, did you? I didn't. It took three times. I didn't know how deep you wanted me to dive off in that, but as long as you want to know, I'll go back and revisit that. So they came in. They came in. I just bought a a new piece of property and I tore down a building that was there and built a new building, state-of-the-art company. It was about 5,000 square feet. And uh, it was a very, very beautiful store and I just didn't want to sell the company. And I told them, you know, I'm 27. What would I do? He said, we don't care what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you sell us the company, you can do whatever you want. Well, I wanted to work. I didn't want to just do nothing. So they went away and they came back in a couple of months and uh, they said, listen, we really want to be in Nashville. 
And I said, well, I really don't want to be out of business. And they said, well, we want you to give us a price. And I wouldn't do it. I just said, I'm not for sale. Thank you very much. So I don't know how long it was, Brian. That was a long time ago. A couple months went by and they came back and they said, listen, Mr. Walker, you've got a couple of the nicest stores in Nashville and we want to be here and we're going to be here. We want to open a store, but we'd rather buy you. He said, hypothetically, if we were going to buy you and you were going to price it, hypothetically, how much would you take? And I thought, well, this is a good time to get rid of them. So I pulled a number out of the air and I said, this is what I'll take. And he said, thank you. We'll take it. <laughs> I said, Whoa. hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I said, uh, I just built these, you know, this store and I've got another store. I just bought out across the other side of Nashville. He said, well, that's not for your properties. That's just for the business. I said, I get to keep my buildings. And they said, absolutely. I said, well, I got to think on this thing a little bit. So called my banker and I talked to Robin and, you know, my banker encouraged me to do it. He said, Aaron, listen, you came from nothing. You didn't have anything nine years ago. This is an opportunity to give you a little bit of a base, you know, and I would suggest you do it. So I called him and it literally took about six or eight weeks. And I woke up one day, I was at home and I didn't have anything to do, Brian. Wow. That is it sounds glorious. Yeah. You know, it sounds like, oh my goodness, that anybody would love that. But I want to dive into a little deeper. Let me tell you why I want to go a little deeper, because this is the reason I do what I do today. Sounding, you know, everybody would like to take off a little time. Now, I give you that. I mean, who wouldn't? I would today. Anybody would. But to just quit and not have any meaning and purpose, that's what was happening. I was getting in the bed, Brian, in the middle of the day. And listen, I'm 27 years old, and I'm getting in the bed, not on it for a nap. I'm pulling the covers back and getting – I'm depressed. I gained 50 pounds in 18 months. Wow. And I'm a big guy. I'm 6'4". So 50 pounds, I'm like, I'm too heavy. I was just like too big. Robin woke me up one day and she said, Aaron, what are you doing? And I said, Robin, I don't even want to get up. I mean, I'm depressed. I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. There's no purpose. There's no meaning. I don't have any reason to do anything. And so I'm sitting on the couch watching reruns of Andy Griffith, you know, and like, my buddies are out starting their companies and they're doing good. And there I sit at home. We tried yeah. to go to Naples, Florida for the summer. I said, let's just go down there for the summer. We lasted three weeks and we yeah. came back. I said, this is not for me, Robin. I can't do this. And she said, you got to get a job. So I went back to the company that I worked for when I was a kid and I bought half of it. And we spent the next 10 years. I worked three days a week. He worked the other. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, I'm sure you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. When he yeah. retired at a young age, he went through some of the same kind of things. Did you did you relate to that? Yeah, well, I hadn't read that at the time. This was a long time ago. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can relate to it now. I can understand exactly. And I want to encourage your listeners out there today, if you're working just to quit, stop doing that because yeah. it's not what you think. Now, it's nice, and I never – you know what, Brian? I hate it when people with money say, oh, money doesn't matter. I want to go, you liar. It does matter. It's important. It's very important. You go try to pay a bill and see how important it is. But right. don't make it priority. Don't make it the central focus. What yeah. you need to make the central focus is how you can add value to other people. You start mm-hmm. adding value to other people, your life will change radically. I love that. We've got less than a minute to our first break. My very special guest this week is Aaron Walker, and we talked about how he started pawn shops, and he got uh, bought out by a Fortune 500 company who wanted to be in his locations. And we are going to talk 
uh, in the next segment about mastermind groups. This is something that Napoleon Hill talked about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. We'll ask him how he got involved in masterminds. We'll ask him how he has benefited from being in mastermind groups, how he connects with people, and how important it is to have a very specific purpose. Because if you don't have a specific purpose and you don't know where you're going, you're going to get exactly where you think you're going, which is nowhere because you haven't planned that out. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we will see you on the other side. Please stay with us. This is going to be an amazing hour, an amazing show. Please stay with us. This is going to be great. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Aaron Walker, and we will continue this conversation momentarily. You can find me on Facebook. I do have a, a fan page. It's called Success Profiles Radio, so you can like that page. You can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also find me on LinkedIn. My profile picture is the same across all social media channels, and that should be the case for you, too. makes it a lot easier for people to find you. You can also find Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. You can download and subscribe to the show anytime for free. In fact, the show is routinely ranked on the What's Hot on iTunes list in the careers category. I'm so happy and grateful for that. So please subscribe to the show. 
Uh, give a review, preferably five stars if you believe it's worth it. That helps an awful lot. I also do have a book writing coaching program, which uh, allows me to help people write their nonfiction books and bring it to the market. And uh, it's really interesting because 80 to 90% of the people wish they could write a book or haven't written a book and they want to. I can help you make that happen. So please reach out to me. You can email me, brian at briankwright.com. So, Aaron, let's talk about mastermind groups. I know this is something that has been very important to you in your career. This is something that Napoleon Hill talked about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. How did you get involved in mastermind groups? You know, I didn't even know what a mastermind group was uh, a couple of decades ago, but Dave Ramsey saw me at a concert here in Nashville, and he came up to me during the break, and he said, uh, I'd been on his show for a number of years at this point, and he said, listen, there's a group of guys that meet in my office. And it's called a mastermind group, and he said, I'd like for you to come check it out. And I said, a, a what? <laughs> he said, a mastermind group. I said, what is a mastermind? He said, just trust me on this. And I said, okay, you'd have to know Dave personally to know. He's just like, hey, just take it for what I said. It's, yeah, I'm right. telling you the truth. And I'm like, okay. So I go and, you know, Dan Miller's there, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and Ken Abraham. Ken's got 110 books in print now. I think he's got seven New York Times number one bestsellers. Uh, these guys are in the room. And I tell you that for this reason. They weren't those guys then, right? I mean, they were those guys, but they weren't that successful then. And a lot right. of people say, well, yeah, if I could be in with Dave Ramsey or Dan Miller or Ken Abraham, I'd be in there too. But they weren't who they are today then. My point is is that they're smart guys, but the collective IQ of a mastermind group is genius because you got a bunch of smart people that were pooling your resources, your thoughts, your empowerment, your encouragement, your edifying each other together, and out of that comes this magnificent mastermind. And that so, is amazing. Yeah, these guys would come together and say, what do you think about this idea? What do you think about that idea? Should I do more of this or less of this? Well, here's the thing. If you ask your mom that or your dad that or your business partner that, they're going to give you a biased answer. But you ask somebody that has nothing to gain or lose by the outcome, now you're going to get an honest answer. And that is the genius of a mastermind group. None of those guys' lives are going to change one iota by telling me what I need to hear, good or bad. They're not going to change. And so there is so much value in the collective uh, energy of a mastermind group along with their counsel. And so yeah. I just say that there's wisdom in the counsel of the multitudes. Absolutely. And I know you've been with these guys for a long time. Tell us maybe one or two stories about how you've personally benefited from having their counsel on a specific situation, because I'm, I'm sure there have been many, many occasions where you're like, God, I'm glad I asked these guys this question first. Yeah. No, it's good. I'll tell you one that they helped me on that I didn't invite. It was kind of embarrassing at the time. And uh, I'll tell you this quick little story. Sure. So, Brian, I don't know, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure all of your listeners have. There's times in your life where you get stuck. You're, you're just in a spot, and you want to get out, but you just yeah. can't. You're just there. And it was a very dark time in my life. There was a lot of troubled areas that I was dealing with, and I just couldn't get clarity on it. And I talked about it week after week after week. And I'm like, I don't know what to do and this and that, you know. And so finally one day, one of the guys called me. It was a Saturday morning. And I'm at Ace Hardware, and I'm buying something. And phone rang, and I looked down, and it was, we'll call him James. James. And I thought, I wonder what, this is going to be really good, or this is going to be really bad. I one or the other, because we don't talk to each other on the weekends. We, you know, hold that time for our families. I answered the phone. He goes, Aaron, this is James. And I said, hey, buddy. 
He said, you got a minute? I said, sure. I said, let me go outside in the parking lot. I said, uh, it's kind of loud in here and I can't hear you. So I walked outside. I'm on the phone. I said, okay, what is it? And he goes, uh, I was praying for you this morning and God gave me a word for you. And I was excited. I thought, well, this is going to be good. This is like revelation. James is just as close to walking on water as anybody. You know, this is going to be really strong is what I'm thinking. Right. And he goes, Aaron, you're wearing everybody to death in our group. And I sit there and start laughing. And he goes, no, I'm serious. We are so sick and tired of hearing about this place you're stuck. You're absolutely dragging us through the mud. And I said, James, I don't even know what to say. I said, I'm sorry. I apologize. He goes, listen, man. He goes, we're men of faith. And it tells us in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, take these chains from around your neck and move on. He goes, brother, it's time you's moving on. He said, I got to go. I'll see you. And hung up. And I'm standing in the parking lot. (laughs) Brian, I'm so mad. I'm about to die. And then I thought, you know what? He has spent years and years and years with me. He cared about me enough to tell me the truth, right? Instead of talking about me behind my back, he came to me and said, you're wearing us to death and you got to move on. You got to get unstuck. Brian, it changed my life. I was able that day. I needed that nudge. I told somebody the other day, it was more like they pushed me off the cliff, but I needed that in order to get unstuck. Well, if I hadn't been invested my life with those guys every week, for a decade plus, he wouldn't have said that to me. And we get in such a quagmire because we won't allow ourselves to be subjected to the scrutiny of others that we don't have anybody that are trusted advisors because we don't spend the time necessary to get that kind of input. Other things, Robin and I was going to do a very big business deal, and she and I had convinced ourselves we were going to do it. She said, what about your guys? And she referred to him as the guys, you know, I said, well, I haven't talked to him yet, but I'm going to. So I went individually instead of as a group, I wanted more time. And so I just went and had coffee and lunch with a couple of different ones. Every one of the guys told me, except two, everyone, but two said, do not do that deal. Really? Yeah. And they went back and told me why. And they gave me all of the reasons why they were looking at it through a different lens. They had different experience in that area that I had never been um, privy to. And so I trusted these guys. And so normally, Brian, when you have the general consensus of smart guys and eight out of 10 tell you one thing, more than likely it's proven to be true that that's probably the way it's going to end up, right? There's a lot of wisdom with guys like that. And so I didn't do the deal. And after we talked through it, I said, Robin, it makes perfect sense. When you start going down through what they shared, it made perfect sense. I didn't do the deal. And uh, I feel like I saved myself as a result of it. Those are just two small, tiny examples of what's taken place over, you know, a couple of decades. Yeah. And there's something to be said about humbling yourself in the counsel of people that trust you and know you and love you. I mean, you could have very easily have said, you know what, these two people over here that took the answer that I wanted to hear, I'm just going to agree with them. But, you know, you have to face these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ron, our biggest enemy is our ego and our pride. Exactly. The sooner we can let the veil down, you know, we're all a bunch of knuckleheads. We're trying to figure it out. I mean, that's the truth. We're, some of us are stronger than others in certain areas. But the truth is, is we're not all strong in all areas. And we need help. We need assistance. I ask a lot of questions. 
when I do things. I'm really on point with asking a lot of questions because I have admitted I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to surround my people, myself with people that do know a lot more than I do. And so yeah. you just got to be willing to let the veil down and say, I'm here. I subject myself to this scrutiny. I know you guys care about me. I know you're going to tell me the truth. And listen, for more than a decade, I allocated four hours for every Wednesday. It was about 45-minute drive, an hour and a half there, and about a 45-minute drive back. Then I had to get ready. If you wanted to have an appointment with me, it wasn't going to happen from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Wednesdays because that was the time that I met with this group that I wanted to learn. I wanted to mastermind with these guys to further my life. That is awesome. I really appreciate you sharing those stories for sure. So let's move on to a topic that I know is so uh, near and dear to your heart, and you help people uh, achieve success and significance. So tell us about that, the distinction, the difference between the two. I mean, everyone wants to be successful, but very few people think in terms of significance. And so I find that very, very interesting. So tell us about that. Well, here's what happened. So I came from a family that was very poor. I mean, we literally didn't have anything. We lived in an 800-square-foot house, four kids, my mom and dad. My dad and mom were very, very high in character and integrity, had high moral values. They were fantastic people. My dad was a terrible business person. He just wasn't a good business person. And so we came from absolutely nothing. Well, when I started that business at 18 years old, and then I went to 27, I started believing my own press clippings. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have it together. I do. I am able to do this. I am. And I became arrogant, and I became somewhat cocky. And so through that process, I learned over the next 10 years what it was going to be about in regards to uh, living a significant life. And I know that uh, in a couple of minutes, you're going to be taking a break. And when we come back from that, I'll tell you exactly what happened in regards to humbling me. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just love this. This is so amazing. I mean, there's so many things that we can still talk about during the show. Um, I do want to ask uh, about having a specific purpose. I know we were coming up against our break here, but it, it's so important to have a real good idea where you're going because if you don't have a direction, you're not going to end up anywhere. So if someone does not feel like they have a specific purpose, what recommendations might you take to help someone define that? Yeah, well, we go through what's called a personal assessment and where you really identify what your ideals, your identity, uh, your career, your faith, your relationships, your family. We really dive deep into looking at the way you think. We do a disc profile. We answer a questionnaire called, what do I want? And specifically, we want you to determine what you want your life to look like. I want you to live intentionally. And you can't do that unless you go through and ask these difficult questions of, if I could wake up tomorrow morning and I could do anything I wanted, there were no restrictions financially or geographically, what would I do with my life? And Brian, quite honestly, most people can't answer that question. Yeah, it it can be very, very difficult. We are coming up against our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Aaron Walker, and we will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. We're having a great time.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Aaron Walker. And before the break, uh, you mentioned a situation that humbled you quite a bit. And I believe this has to do with the auto accident that you referenced earlier in the show. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, uh, after I sold the company at 27, I started, you know, I went back and bought the other company, the pawn shop in Madison, and we spent 10 years and things were going great. We quadrupled uh, that business in a 10 year period. That's at the time I met Dave Ramsey and we started advertising on his show and it was just a phenomenal uh, shot uh, for us to to go forward in business. It literally quadrupled our business, so I can't even begin to tell you what that did for us. And we're doing as well as we've ever done at that time. So August first, two thousand one, I'm on my way to the office. I'm driving down Galton Road. It's a four lane highway. Things are good. It's a hot day. It's in August in Nashville, and uh, seven thirty in the morning. And uh, I look to my left, and there's a guy crossing the street and there's a bus on the right hand side of the road stopped not at a bus stop stopped inside of the road and it looked a little bit awkward to me and i slowed down i'm driving a 2001 lincoln navigator big red you know lincoln navigator and uh the guy crosses the two lanes going north i'm going south and he hesitates in the median and I'm like, well, he's waiting on me to pass. So, you know, Brian, all this happens in just a nanosecond. And so I speed back up. And when I did, I'm probably doing 45, 50 miles an hour. Soon as I got parallel with the guy, he took off running to catch the bus and ran right out in front of me. And I ran over him. And uh, I'm like, it's so surreal. I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. And I even thought for a second it didn't happen. I even thought, like, this is like a dream. I don't know if you've ever been in a really bad situation. Everything slows down. I mean, to, like, slow motion. And so I pull over to the side of the road, and I'm praying, God, please. I I know that just didn't happen. And I turned and looked, and when I did, the guy's laying face down in the street. Cars are hitting their brakes. There's cars stopping everywhere. And I jump out of the car. I didn't know what to do. And I grabbed my cell phone and I'm shaking and I'm, my hand is shaking so bad. I can't dial nine one one. I mean, I'm trying to stop my right hand with my left hand to dial the number and I'm trying to dial. Finally, I I get it together enough to dial nine one one. I ran over 
and the guys face down and police cars start coming, ambulances and cars are stopped everywhere. The traffic's backing up. And I'm, I'm like, this can't, this isn't, this really didn't happen. So to make a long story short, uh, the guy passes away three days later, he dies in the Vanderbilt trauma unit. And my world is upside down at this point. Robin is in Florida with our two daughters on a mission trip with our church. And I call her and tell her what happened. Of course, uh, she comes home and a bunch of my buddies come and, you know, they're with me and we're talking through it. Uh, the bus driver testifies and tells the policeman that it was not my fault. You know, that this guy had been warned before he was 77 years old. He was from the Philippines and uh, he was a very good friend of my personal physician. My personal physician called and talked to the family, and my attorney cautioned me against calling the family or any interaction. But, Brian, to be honest, it's the first thing I did. I mean, I, I could not contact the family, so I contacted the family, paid my condolences, and they understood. They said, we know it's not your fault. i tell you the weight of the story to say that you don't, get over that. You get God's grace to deal with it and you learn to deal with that. And and I did over the next several years. I went uh, a month later and I told my partner I was retiring. I said, I'm 40 years old now. I'm done. I've chased money all my life. I've been successful. I don't need to do this anymore. I've been doing this last gig for 10 years and I'm going to take a break. And so I did. I sold the company Robin and I decided to travel extensively, and we did. We took a number of trips just to get away, to clear my head. Uh, I took the next five years off. I didn't do anything for five years. And so one day, Brian, my wife woke me up from a nap, and she said, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. And so I went in the construction industry. We built a new home during this period, and uh, we changed locations from where we were at. We built a new home. I was so encouraged by the general contractor. I approached him, said, let's take my business experience and resources and let's open a construction company and really go for it. And we did. We were very successful. We were number one, three consecutive years in Middle Tennessee and high-end residence and small commercial. And then I turned 50 and I retired. Now, I want to go back to the wreck. What I found out in that process was is that I was all about success. I was all about making money, big trips, nice house, nice car. Everything that I did was about myself. And what I discovered in that 60 months that I took off, there were no significance in my life. People would say he was successful. He came from nothing and he made something out of himself for himself. And what I discovered through that is I wasn't doing anything for others. I wasn't doing anything to help people further their cause or reach their goals and spend effort and energy into them. And so I completely changed the way I do things. Now I do it very intentionally. We spend about 25% of our day reaching out to aid others, to help others, to promote them. I'll do endorsements without people asking. I'll call them and help them. I'll promote their product. It's all about the significance, not the success. And a lot of people say, Well, if I had your kind of money, I would do those things too. And I just want to challenge your thinking on that because money magnifies what's in the heart. It doesn't change the heart. And so I would just say if you're not doing it on a small scale now, reaching out and helping people, you probably wouldn't do it if you had a lot of money. And so 
I don't want it to take an accident for your listeners to change the way they think. And now Gary Vanderchuk wrote that book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, and it's just a boxing analogy, and it means give, 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 and now you have permission to ask. And that's the way we do our business now, and we're growing just exponentially in our business now because we spend so much time giving back. You can do it on a very, very small scale. You can do it on a large scale, but the point is is to do it. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you you do coaching now, and, and that's that's the thing that gives you joy, and that's your way of giving back now. Is that right? Yeah, I love to coach. I have clients nationally and internationally, and we have mastermind groups that I facilitate on a weekly basis. Uh, we have the community now, and I absolutely just delight in being able to help other people. Now, I don't do this uh, from a charity standpoint. I make money, uh, you know, as a sure. result of it. But there's, you know, I have to feed my family as well. But it's very meaningful and purposeful to help other people overcome their challenges and their obstacles and to grow their business and to excel like they never dreamed possible. Absolutely. What do you think are some of the qualities of a great business coach? What do you think it takes? You know, uh, a lot of people can, you know, I've had people come to me and say, I want to be a business coach. And my first question is, is how many businesses have you owned? I said, well, I haven't owned any business. I said, well, why would I want to hire you as a coach if you've never done this? You know, he said, well, I've read it in books. Well, that's good. And I believe in education, but I don't believe in anything as much as I do experience. Yes. And so I think one of the qualifications that a good coach needs is experience. And I'm not taking away from those that don't have it because some people have more experience than others. But just for me personally, I think the experience is paramount. The other thing is is blatant honesty. I think we have to be authentic uh, as coaches. And oftentimes I'll tell people, you know, that idea is not going to work and here's why it's not. Or that idea will do better and they don't see it, but I say, you know, history, I've got almost 38 years of being an entrepreneur now. If you'll do this and this and you'll do it more, this will be the end result. Here's what I want your listeners to hear. Most people don't succeed because they want to stay with it long enough through the mundane task to see the, um, the benefits of what they've done that's difficult. When Robin and I started that business at 18 years old, we would work all day in the business. And then at night, we would go out and put flyers on windshields of cars and shopping centers, put flyers in mailboxes. We would knock on doors in the community. We would tell people who we were. And we did that day after day after day after day after day. And it just takes a long time to build the base. Most people, they don't get the immediate gratification of business exploding overnight, and they give up. And I just want to encourage people that if you'll do the mundane task regimented over time. My mom taught me when I was a kid, can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. And it's become my life mantra. The other thing that has been really served me well over time is I'm not afraid anymore of failure. And people say, well, yeah, that's easy to say when you've had multiple successes, but I kind of felt that way early on. No, to me, meant no for now. It didn't mean no forever. And I always say fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. And if you will adopt that kind of strategy, it will eliminate the fear out of your life and you can go forward. Most people are afraid of what other people are talking about or what they're thinking. And I just encourage you, they're not thinking about you much as you think. And I tell yeah. people, we're not that popular. You know, people are not sitting around their dinner table talking about your successes or your failures. And so get out of your mind that. The other thing is 
do your life intentionally on purpose the way you want to live your life. Don't live your daddy's dream, your mama's dream, your friend's dream. Don't let people should on you. You should do this. You should do that. You get with your spouse and you determine how you want to live. My wife is adopting more of the minimalist attitude now than ever before because she realizes that our identity should not be tied up in our possessions or our titles. And the sooner we learn that, the better. Our identity absolutely has nothing to do with your possessions or your career title. So get that out of your mind, the sooner the better. Absolutely. And for those of my listeners out there who uh, are coaches or who are maybe just getting started, we've got a couple minutes to our final break. Let me ask you, how do you determine pricing for your clients? Because I think a lot of people undervalue what they can do for others or they think they have to compete on price. Yeah, that is the absolute false. That is a lie. And let me just tell you why. When I went into business uh, to coach, I hired one of the best coaches in the country to coach me personally, Dr. David Kruger, and he is in Texas. He was head of Baylor University Medical Center uh, in the psychology department for 25 years. He's got 75 medical papers to his credit. He's got seven books in print uh, in psychology. He is absolutely a champion. So. He helped me to overcome that because when I started telling what I was going to charge, uh, he said, uh, you won't get any business. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, let me give you an example. He said, if I were to come up to you and I said, I've got a 550 Mercedes, a 2014, and it's $5,500, what would you say? What would be your first question? And I said, My first question is what's wrong with it? I <laughs> know. And he said, it's the same thing with you as a coach. He said, but if I were to come up and I would say, I'm very good, this is what I charge, and I don't make any apologies for it because I have 38 years of experience, I've grown eight successful businesses, when would you like to start? He said, the perception then is, is this guy's good, he knows what he's talking about, and when we come back from the break, I'll tell you how he said that you can test yourself. Awesome. So we are coming up against our final break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Aaron Walker. And in the final segment, we will talk about his online community where he helps people live a life of success and significance. And we will ask him a few more questions. And this has been an amazing, amazing hour. And I'm so thankful that he's here. We will come right back. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. It's 
United States president has brought their own traditions of Christmas to the White House. On Christmas Day in 1795, George Washington had a party for members of Congress in which a bountiful feast was served. As it turned out, the party was made up entirely of men, with the exception of Sash Marie First Lady Martha Washington. A Sash Marie is a term for an older woman known for the quaintness of her finery. President Andrew Jackson's Christmas party held in 1834 included whiffling, a grand dinner, and ended with a hinch-pinching indoor snowball fight, which utilized specially made cotton balls. Whiffling is a dance where couples move from side to side. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Aaron Walker. And uh, let's continue the story that you were talking about before the break. Yeah, so I'll pick back up. So anyway, after uh, I told him what you said, you know, the fifty, uh, the $5,500 Mercedes or something wrong with it, he says the same thing. It's perceived value. He said, and if you price your coaching too cheap, they're going to think, well, he's no different than anyone else. He said, here's the way you get better at coaching when you have confidence because people buy confidence. He said, if you look at the floor and you go, you know, I know this sounds high, you're done. Nobody's going to hire you. He said, but when you lean forward without the gulp and you look them in the eye and you go, it's this much money and it's worth it because I'm going to change your life. They're going to hire you. And so people that are coaches get confidence, not arrogance, I'm not saying arrogance. You want to be void of arrogance, but people buy confidence. Brian, it'd be like if I went to the doctor today, and I think about this sometimes, and I said, I got this pain in my side. And he goes, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure that could be this. It could be that. Or, you know, and I've got a special on, you know, it's $340 for surgery. I'm not, you know, I'm like, what? But if he says, hey, you got appendicitis, I can get this out. It's not going to be a problem. You take this medication. I say, start cutting. I'm like, it, I want confidence. I want people that know what they're talking about. I don't want somebody guessing. I don't want somebody that's the cheapest. I'm not interested in the price. I'm interested in the result. And I've got clients, and I'm not promoting myself on your show, but I'm saying I've got clients that have been in business 10 years, and we've doubled their revenue in 18 months because they're so close to it. I've got a client in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 31 years old, great guy, great business. He hired me. I flew out there, evaluate his business, and I said, the first thing we're going to do is get you out of this seat. He said, what do you mean? I said, you're in the office. You're doing these quotes. We can hire anybody to do these quotes. You've got the personality to be a salesperson. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to read How to Win Friends and Influence People. When you get through with that book, I want you to call me. He read the book. He called me. He said, I'm done. I said, I want you to make a list of your past clients. I want you to make a list of your future clients, and I want you to schedule a coffee, lunch, or dinner with three people a week. And there's one caveat. You go to the dinner, the breakfast, the lunch, you cannot ask them for business. He goes, you're crazy. And I said, just try it. 
So he goes a couple of weeks and he calls me one day and he said, man, we were walking to the parking lot with one of my old clients, never asking for business. But he said, I got this new project. Would you come look at it? And he said, absolutely. So he went and looked at it, $125,000 project. I said, okay, keep doing what I'm telling you. So, so he did. So a couple of weeks later, he calls me back and he's laughing. And I said, okay, what is it? He said, well, I did the same thing. I said, did you ask him for business? He said, I haven't asked a single person for business. He said, but I got a $300,000 subdivision today. This guy's in the excavation business. I started laughing. I said, keep doing what I'm telling you. So he goes back and he does it again. He calls me, I don't know, a month later. And he said, I can't do all the work. (laughs) I started laughing. And I said, it's about relationships. It's not yeah. about asking for the business. It's about relationships. How to win friends and influence people will teach you that. People want to talk about themselves. Let them. Ask yes. how their wife is. Ask how the kids are. What's your favorite sports team? How can I serve you? What can I do to make your life better? And they look at you like a deer in the headlights. And he, he does it now. He's more than doubled his revenue, a 10-year-old business in 18 months by doing that. I'm telling you, there's not a person hearing my voice that it won't work for. But the problem is, is we're too busy asking for the sale. We're too busy asking to close the deal. You're not filling their need. You're trying to give them something that they may or may not want. I went to buy a car recently. Robin goes, I want a blue car and I want the brown leather interior. So we get there. The guy goes, I got exactly what you want, but it's red. I said, did you hear me? I don't want a red car. I want a blue car with this brown leather interior. He goes, the red one's on sale. (laughs) I said, I don't care what it is. I don't want a red car. I want a blue car. He goes, come over here and just take a look at it. Well, see, the guy was too busy trying to make the sale. He wasn't trying to give me what I wanted. If he'd have gone inside, got on the computer, found me a blue car with a brown leather, I wrote him a check. I'd have left. Well, yeah. we got to listen. We got to put blinders on. You got to stop waiting your turn to talk and listen to other people. Exactly. And I love that lesson. That's really, really great. I mean, I remember one time, this was many years ago, I was in a music store. I had a resume writing business and I was on lunch break because my office was in a mall. And I was on a lunch break at the music store. It was right before Christmas. And I was looking at box sets. And the sales rep came up to me and automatically assumed that I was shopping for myself. And so he started pointing out all the music that he thought I would like. Little did he know, I was actually shopping for my parents that day. Mm. He didn't ask me. I walked out of the store without buying anything. So exactly the same thing you just talked about. I appreciate that so much. Let's talk about your online community. I want to talk about success and significance and your website because that's something that's very near and dear to your heart now. So tell us about that. Yeah, thank you. We started... You know, everybody can't afford me one-on-one, and I get that. I totally get that. I understand it. There may be a time where you can. We also have mastermind groups where I facilitate Iron Sharpens Iron mastermind groups. I have um, conference rooms that are video. It's called Zoom. Some people are familiar with Skype. It's very similar. It's an online video conference room. Ten guys come together every week at the same time. I facilitate the group. It's not group coaching. It's just because I have so much experience in mastermind, I facilitate each group. And these guys' lives are radically changing as a result of having resources, the accountability, which is huge. We all need accountability to accomplish our goals and dreams. We have accountability tools where we answer every week. There's 10 questions. How are you doing in these 10 large areas? 
we promote each other. We have a podcast that we promote our community on. And then I have the community, which is $37 a month. I do four live webinars a month where we interact with people. We have a private Facebook page. People interact. There are people from all over the world that are involved in our tribe now. We have people that are startup businesses, and we have people that run $100 million companies. So you can be a mentor or a mentee at any point in our group, and it's designed that way because, Brian, if everybody were like you, we wouldn't need the other people. If everybody liked me, we wouldn't need all the diversity. It's intentionally diverse so you can teach or be taught at any time. And the community is an absolute wonderful place to build those relationships, and it's so affordable. You can go to viewfromthetop.com. There's a box that will pop up there that will say join the community, and we would love to have you participating in that or the Mastermind Group or if you really want to take your life to the next level, uh, one-on-one coaching with me. Very good. Viewfromthetop.com. Go ahead and check that out. And if you like what you see, go ahead and sign up and participate in uh, Aaron's Mastermind and, and online community. I'm sure you'll get a ton of value from it. And I'm so thankful that you're here today. We've got a few minutes left. Well, I was going to tell you, I brought brought a gift. I want to interrupt you for a second. I brought a gift for your listeners. Is that okay? Can you give away stuff on Success Profiles Radio? Of course. Well, there are three tools I talked about earlier. And those tools were that personal assessment. And there's no right or wrong answer. And I did this in a Word document so you can, you know, answer the questions over and over as you progress. But it's your identity, your ideals, your career, your relationships, your faith. Uh, it's all these topics, and you just ask yourself these very pointed questions. It's just a thought provoker. It gets you going. The second one is the what do I want? And Robin and I, for our entire life, we have planned our life intentionally. And this document, as I pointed out earlier in the interview, is called What Do I Want? And you go through there and you specifically say, you know what, when I get uh, 40 years old, this is where I want my life to be. When I get 50, when I'm an empty nester, when the kids are out of college, whatever, This is the way I want it to look. And then you back up and you devise a plan to achieve that. See, most people just want bigger, better, shinier, faster. And really making your business bigger may not make your life better. And so you've just got to really think through, is that what I really want? The third thing is called steps to a productive day. And a lot of people say, once I know who I am, once I understand what I want, I don't have a clue what to do. I wrote Steps to a Productive Day, and it's like a to-do list on steroids. And you just start your morning out. I'm very regimented. I get up between 4 and 5 every morning. I go through the same ritual every single day. You want to be successful, get a routine. And so every single day I go through this regimen. And then I start my day. What's the three things that's got to get accomplished today? Where am I going to go? How am I going to do it? What are the social media things that I need to accomplish? And you go through the steps to a productive day, and it takes you there. Well, I'm going to give those away. I took the price off of every one of them. I built a landing page, viewfromthetop.com forward slash SPR, all in lowercase letters. And those three documents are there for you. You go get them. It'll be up in the morning uh, on January 5th, about 10 o'clock. You just go get those, and I'll give them to you. That is very generous. I appreciate that so much, Aaron. Thank you for doing that. That's great. Okay. We've got about three minutes until the end. So let me ask the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show. Who inspires and motivates you? Yeah, Dan Miller, without a question. Dan is my hero. 
Uh, Dave Ramsey and I have been best friends now for two decades, and watching Dave and the things that he accomplishes, and he just bought 43 acres here in Nashville, and he's going to build a two-phase project. They're doubling their employment from 500 to 1,000, and he's got great things on the horizon. He's not slowing down one minute. He's on 800 stations now, and those guys are just huge inspirations for me to be around and to be able to have been with them from the very start and see where they're at now. It's just been a phenomenal journey. That is fantastic. And how awesome is it that you got to link up with people who accomplished that much before they were anybody that anyone knew? Yeah, but you know what? Your listeners can do it too. That's what's so cool. There's no one hearing my voice that can't go tomorrow and enlist a group of people to be their trusted advisors, to be the people that their sounding board is. You don't have to join my group. You, You can get your own group. Be proactive. Get out there and go for it. Listen, God put it out there equal for everybody. And all you've got to do is reach out and get a piece of it. I'm telling you, you can do it. You can't stop. Can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all. Be fearful of missing an opportunity more than you fear failure, and I promise you, you will exceed your goals and dreams like you never thought possible. I love that. Aaron Walker, thank you so much for being on Success Profiles Radio. It has been an honor and a privilege to have you on, my friend, and we will do this again somewhere down the line. You're awesome, Brian. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you so much. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Uh, Aaron Walker has been my guest. And definitely go to viewfromthetop.com forward slash SPR. Is that what it is again? That's it. All right. And uh, join us every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, for another great successful episode of Success Profiles Radio, where I interview the most interesting and successful people in the world. And until then, have yourselves a beautiful week. Thanks for joining us. Please download and subscribe to the show on iTunes anytime for free. We will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 